talking about how to really make our job a mission, a ministry, and we, we, we said that the first thing we have to do is to realize that God wants to grow us stronger in our job, and, and then he can use that job as a place where we have a mission and a ministry. And one of the things God does, he uses people at work to teach us relationships. See, one of the most important skills you can learn at work is how to get along with other people. The biggest problem in any workplace, anywhere, anytime, is personality problems. Employers are looking for people with people skills. Rockefeller, the multimillionaire, said, I'll pay more for somebody who knows how to get along with others than any other skill. Most people don't know how to get along with others. Most people are out for themselves. Most people have a chip on their shoulder. Most people uh, have all kinds of things that cause them to not work well with other people. At work, you have to deal with all kinds of people, strange people, wonderful people, unusual people, special people. I want to mention a few. If you work with a person like I described, raise your hand. Now, if you're married to one of these people, don't raise your hand. That's what I would say if I was asking a congregation what to do, because I can't see you if you raise your hand as you're listening to this. But the idea is you might be married to one of these kinds of people. Maybe maybe you're the person that you're working with is like a Sherman tank. They run over you if you let them. They run over everybody. They're, they're demanding. They use threats. They use intimidation. Maybe, maybe you're working with somebody who's like a megaphone. They don't know how to be quiet. Their mouth is always in gear. They talk all the time. Maybe you work with somebody who's a, bu a, a bubble buster. You know, they know... You're spoiling, they know they're spoiling everybody's fun. They see the negative in everything. Their favorite phrase is, it won't work, it can't be done, it costs too much. And maybe you work with somebody who's like a volcano. They have a temper that you never know when it's going to explode and blow up all over everybody. Or maybe you look, you're working with somebody who's a crybaby. They're always getting their feelings hurt. And they love to manipulate you by guilt and pity and feeling sorry for them. Or maybe you work with somebody who's a nitpicker. They find something wrong with everything. They are perfectionists who make life difficult for everyone else. Or maybe you work with somebody who's like a space cadet. They seem to come from another planet, live in another world, be their own ruler, do their own thing. Who knows what they're thinking? How do you deal with people like that? Well, Romans 12, 16 through 18 says, be cooperative, be humble, be kind, Never seek revenge. Respect the rights of others. Be at peace with all people. Those are some of the principles. And you see, you don't have to understand somebody to work with them. You don't even have to like them particularly. You can you love them through Christ, but you don't have to like them because you don't like the way they, the, the way they do. They wouldn't be your best friend outside of the job, but you can work with them if you ask God to give you strength. And God may use them like heavenly sandpaper to grow you to be a stronger believer. God also uses problems at work to teach us character. And problems come and problems go. You know, I used to think, well, I get this problem solved, I'll be okay. And I was, but I also found out that just because I got that problem solved, that meant there were three more around the corner. And maybe your boss is overbearing and your job is demanding and your pay is not adequate, 
But God has you there for a while to grow you and train you and develop you. So accept that. Romans 5.34 says we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know they're good for us. They help us to be patient, and patience develops strength of character. How much more is entrusted to us if we, if we take seriously what we're doing as, at the job? And much is entrusted to us, and he's seeking to perfect us and to make us more like Christ, not pamper us. God wants us to be strong. Ask, God, what are you seeking to teach me in these problems? Sometimes our problems seem overwhelming. They did to Paul when he wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I think you ought to know what the hard times we've been through were in Asia. We were really crushed and overwhelmed and feared we would never live through it. We saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. But that was good, for then we put everything in the hands of the Lord who alone could save us, and he did help us. You see, there are two important secrets here that Paul gives us. One is turn your problems over to the Lord in prayer. You can't solve your problems by yourself successfully. Ask God to give you wisdom to show you what to do. And then get in a group of Christians who will encourage you and pray with you. Six times Paul says in these verses, we. He had people with him who joined with him in those problems. And thank God for using your job to help you grow and to develop you into the person that he wants you to be. But going on with the idea of our jobs, there's another thing God wants to do, and that is God wants us to see that job as an opportunity to minister for him. And if we're growing, he can do that. I, I read a, a story by that was true of Tony Campolo. Uh, he, was, he said, I spent the afternoon at a sales conference sponsored by a large insurance company. The executives of the company had brought in an array of top flight speakers to teach the sales force the most successful techniques for marketing their product. Now, the, the people listened with riveted attention as they were instructed how to set up clients, how to push the right emotional buttons, how to close the deals. What they heard were the best insights about marketing that the experts in the field of behavior psychology could provide. Surefire sales pitches were demonstrated and were certain to elicit desired responses from even the most reluctant prospects. The presentations were brilliant. Campolo said it was my task to end the day with a motivational talk that could psych up the sales team to get the job done. I was supposed to get their juices flowing so they would go home and really get to work. You can imagine the surprise of everybody when I started my talk by saying, everything you've heard here today is wrong. Disbelief ran across the faces of the company's executives. The director of the sales conference seemed to freeze in his position at the back of the room. As I surveyed the crowd, I knew I had their attention. I went on to say, people are not things to be manipulated with the right techniques. I said, they're not Pavlovian dogs. We do not have the right to set them up to respond to the proper stimuli in order to elicit the proper response. They're not creatures to be used to further our own economic self-interest. People are sacred. Each of them, said Kempolo, is an infinitely precious person in whom the eternal God has chosen to make his home, and all of them deserve to be treated with reverence and respect. Too often in our attempt to get people to buy what we're selling, we approach them as though they were less than human. 
Campolo went on to say, too frequently we relate to them as though they were objects rather than subjects. Too easily we learn what, we, we fail to see them as we should. I sensed the audience was coming with me, he said. And then he said, you don't have to manipulate people if you're selling something they really need. All you have to do is show them the seriousness of their need and demonstrate how you can offer to meet that need. You're selling life insurance. That's something really people really do need for the security of their families. Recognize that. If you're selling something they need, you don't have to trick them. You don't have to deceive them. Just show them what you have to offer. Campolo's message went over because people saw that was a better way to do the job than the one they had been told earlier in the day. So that's what God wants us to do as we live our lives, to see people as they really are and minister to them. God bless you. Have a great day.